Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I'm your host, Corbin Johnson. Today, I thought we'd talk about ultra-rares. So, I think when people get ultra-rares, they see it as a pretty big deal. Oh my, it's a bit windy, isn't it? Um, well, we can fix that. I'm on my way home from another long day at work. So, I thought I'd talk about the uh, fun and excitement that comes when a player pulls an ultra-rare from a pack or however they get it, and just kind of, they are pretty rare, and they're fun to talk about, so I thought I'd tell my stories of how I acquired my ultra rares, and just kind of go in chronological order here. Um, I'm going to group some cards that aren't technically ultra rares in with this, but whatever. So, I didn't have a lot of money when I was uh, growing up. Um, I got some birthday money. So I headed on over to Legends in Cupertino, in Cupertino, California. NorCal guys know where I'm talking about. And they had uh, packs of Reflections, I think, for $5 and, you know, normal amount, 1E Reflections. And so, you know, I bought, like, two, three packs and some other stuff. And I was going through all the non-foil cards, and there was this white border one that seemed kind of weird, and I looked at it closer, and I was like, oh my god, it's an Admiral Riker, so this is awesome. So my first ultra-rare was an Admiral Riker, and I was super stoked. It kind of drew me into being a Federation player, because Trouble of Tribbles was out at the time, and he paired well with the Starship Enterprise, and that would download someone who could download something that could download someone. And one of those someones uh, is appropriate to talk about next. So I was at a, we were doing 24 hours of Trek in NorCal. And I think we had just finished a constructed tournament or something and everyone was given, you know, some packs as prizes. So I picked uh, the two Trouble with Tribbles ones. and. I remember distinctly that one of them had Dr. McCoy on the cover art of the pack, and I would go and open it up, and sure enough, as I tease myself and kind of peek through the uncommons and wonder what, oh look, the rare, it's a fed, oh I, oh, I wonder, uh, and then sure enough it was Dr. McCoy, and I was so excited, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited that people told me I should sit down, I was getting red in the face. So I was super stoked. So it was very nice to get him going in the combo of Starship Enterprise, downloads Dr. McCoy, downloads I'm a Doctor, not a Bricklayer, which, if I'm with an officer, gets me Esri or someone like that who would get me Crossover. Woo-poo. And Crossover was fun for a while. So I had that. My next Ultra Rare, and I think my stories get a little less interesting as time goes on, unfortunately. But, you know, every ultra-rare has a story, and I think that's kind of the point I'm trying to drive home here. So, as I drive home. but Alright, very good. So anyway, I the next one was... I can't remember exactly when it was, but I was... It was a tournament at Scenario, shortly before they were closing. Scenario was in Fremont, California. Shortly before they were closing, uh, probably a year before they were closing. We knew they were going to close. The city had said, hey, we're going to turn 
Scenario into a mall, and at last I checked, that mall has never been built. They did tear down Scenario, though. Those bastards. Anyway, so we were given packs as prizes, and I thought, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna open them up. And Star Trek, you know, first edition was still, it was now at this point easy enough to get. So I was, you know, just got some packs, and one of them was Mirror Mirror, and opened it up, and sure enough, it was a first officer Spock. I was very excited about that. And that was, I think the, yeah, well, it was the second or third Ultra Rare I'd ever pulled, and I was very excited about that. And it, again, Federation, it helped me want to do Terranor, or a Terran Empire mixed with with uh, Resistance Bajorans, and that has always been a fun deck, and I remember others playing that deck, and it's just cool. So, fun to throw him in there download a little equipment action. So the next one is pretty cool. I, uh, my friend Franklin had gone to, I think, Gen Con or some other convention like that. And 1E boxes were incredibly cheap at the time. So I believe I asked him to pick me up one of Trouble of Tribbles, Voyager, Borg, Holiday Adventures, and Mirror Mirror. Or no, Rules of Acquisition. Yeah. And I just opened them all up. And uh, I he was opening up. We'd gone to see the movie Super Bad. And when we got back, he, we uh, hung out at my place and opened up the boxes. And he was opening up the Voyager one. And sure enough, he pulled out a Pandari champion for me. And it was very cool. It was just another ultra rare to me. Um, at this point, I... I mean, it was cool, right? I, I never had found much use for the Pindari Champion in the first place, though. So I never went out of my way to actually get one. But it was cool, because it's another Ultra Rare, and obviously I remember the story of when I pulled it, so, you know, Ultra Rares are cool like that. So the next one, I was hanging out with Jeremy, Commander, and we were having a tournament. And it was my birthday, or my birthday had been near recent and he pulled out four ultra rares and said hey happy birthday pick one and so i think he offered me dixon hill reg the pindari champion and uh, i can't remember what the other one was but so i said hey um well i don't have a reg and i don't have the dixon hill so he said, yeah, you should go for the Dixon Hill. And here you go. Happy birthday. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I was, I was pretty stoked to get that um, Dixon Hill from him. And I still don't think the card's very broken. I think it's a good card. I don't think it is a broken, fantastic card. But, um, you know, obviously there's some disagreement there, and it's on the ban list right now. So. so that is how I got my Dixon Hill. After that, the next Ultra Rare I acquired was uh, Reginald Barkley. And that was due to um, a trade with one of my local players here in Chicago. Uh, early on, uh, after we had met, he and I, uh, we had met at a anime convention, but not because either of us are into anime, but because our friend, my friend Chris ran a 1E tournament in Chicago, and I didn't know anyone who played 1E in Chicago. So I was able to meet Jason there, and uh, sure enough, 
after the tournament and uh, a few, I think a couple months later, I had a bunch of stuff he had, he needed, and he happened to have two regs, and so we just made it happen, and it was pretty cool. So I'm grateful to him for that trade. Um, oh, I skipped my favorite, uh, I think one of my favorite uh, ultra rare acquisitions. I was putzing around on eBay one day, and I saw this was this is right after. Um, Let's see, motion pictures was very hard to find at this point. I don't think you could find it sealed anywhere for you know less than 250 bucks. So I was like, oh well, you know, I was on eBay and I saw oh it's a motion pictures set, near set, missing nine rares, and I don't think it had any of the dual affiliation cards. It may have had one of them. And I said, ah, well, whatever. I'll bid, you know, 90 bucks on it. You know, that's fine. And sure enough, I ended up winning it for 65 bucks. And guess what? The Ultra Rare Kirk was in there. And that was awesome. So I got the Kirk. I got most of the set for 65 bucks. And now, you know, that Kirk is worth at least 65 bucks. So I feel like um, I, I essentially got the set for free. So it was pretty awesome. So I was very happy with that particular gain. Uh, alrighty, what else? Um, I guess that rounds out all of the ultra rares, except for the future Enterprise. My friend Ben recently got out of Star Trek, unfortunately. He and I had played Star Trek for several years. We met in junior high, and uh, just recently he's, uh, you know, he started a family, and he's got a job that's very demanding, so... He said, oh, well, Corbin, I'm getting out of the game, but uh, would you like my rares and stuff? So I said, yes, please, thank you very much. And is very generous to send them my way. So included in there was a future enterprise. So I'm hoping to take the rest of his collection and make some decks that players can use to learn in our area and maybe get some enthusiasm for one going. But in the meantime, I'm just happy that now I've got that future enterprise. And I was actually there when, I believe I was there when he pulled the future enterprise. I think it was an AU pack from an OTSD, which is really cool. So and that was at some sealed deck tournament several years ago. So it was pretty cool that he got that. So I'm, you know, I, so that rounds out the major ultra rares. And uh, I, you know, I don't have a whiteboard defiant or the other three whiteboarder cards. But uh, I, I dabbled in collecting some of the ultra rare foils from Blaze of Glory. Uh, I did. I picked each of them up for about ten dollars on eBay. It's unfortunate to see that their prices are so low at this point. It was a really. It's still hard to get set, but the price of the set is just not demanding the prices it once did. So, I guess everyone was able to get what they needed. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know why Blaze of Glory prices are so low. I mean, a sealed box is probably worth 150 or 200 bucks, but that's not high. That's not much higher than retail was on those uh, products. Interestingly enough, so it is what it is. And the foils from Reflections, those are practically impossible to get. Whenever they're on eBay, they're always commanding about $40 each. I did manage to snag one. I managed to get the Foil Defiant for about 20 bucks on eBay, so I was pretty happy with that. So that rounds out my Ultra Rare collection. I'd love to hear about your Ultra Rare stories if you want to call at 267-CALL-CPJ. I'll do my best to include your story on the air. So I'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. I'm Corbin Johnson saying so long and thanks for all the trek.